This is Pod With Me. Imagine you were born. You were born with the urge to be the opposite sex. It must be very difficult, right? Well, that's just part of it. But more courage takes to deal with society. Today's guest tells us her story. The Pod starts now. It's coming out of Kmart. A group of guys chased me as I was walking out and just started calling me faggot. All I could think of is like, oh my God, just hurry up, get your cart and just leave. Are you ready? Let's go. Ready. This is Alex Day here, and you're listening to Pod With Me. I'm here with Taina Norell. How are you, Taina? I'm doing fabulous, thank you. So happy to have you here on the show. Where were you born and raised? I was born in La Havana, Cuba, May 4, 1986. What age did you come to the United States? Well, I came to the United States in 1998, so I was actually turning 11. Um, My mother and my stepfather actually left Cuba um, in 1997, and we, me and my mother and my brother were apart um, about eight months. Um, my mother didn't have all the money. It was going to be like almost a total of like, I want to say about $3,000 or $4,000 for me and my brother to get everything done, all the paperwork. So my mother started going to La Mita de la Caridad, you know, the pastor, you know, he would see her coming every Sunday and just, you know, sitting down, praying, crying. And he came up to her and, you know, asked her what, like, I, I see you here every Sunday. What's, what's bothering you? My mother, you know, tells him that she left her kids in Cuba and she's short of money and she doesn't know what to do. Tells my mom, okay, so... What, what is it that we have to do to get them here? And she tells him, I need $3,000. And believe it or not, the pastor gives my mom a check of $3,000 to bring me and my brother to the United States. And he, he tells her, the only thing that I'm going to ask you is for you to bring them to me. Believe it or not, May 6th, we was at the church. My mother took us to to visa let me let me tell la caridad. and ever since i have been but what did he tell you he he gave us the blessing he gave his blessing and um you know he welcomed us and ever since i've been a donor to the church i, I always go to the church and support the church and it's about the only church i go to very nice it's a great story and not so much the courage you were telling me earlier uh about doing the actual uh transition that you did but it was actually the courage of dealing with society. You know, being a transgender woman, a lot of people think that it's something that it's that you know it's very easy to to be a transgender woman, but it's not. At what age did you know that you wanted to do this change? When did it hit you? I started transitioning officially by the age of sixteen. Can you describe what it feels like to feel like you're in the wrong body? It's. You know, when you look at yourself in the mirror, um, you f- you almost feel like like you like that body doesn't belong to you. It, it, you know, it's it's really hard for me to describe it, but it's just something that you know. Um, I always wanted to you know to look like a woman, and 
that's that was you know that was in my mind the whole time what age was it that you actually confirmed it that you felt like this 100 percent. i mean i want to say about 10 years old or you know 10 or 9 years old okay. like i felt like that um like i looked at the magazines and i was just like you know oh my god that's that's what i want to look like that's that's me you kept this till what age were you keeping it a secret and always it was only you were the only one that knew about this well no it was never it was never a secret once again my mother like i never actually had a coming out story with my mom like i never actually came out of the closet so be, 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 between 10 and 16 yes. you would always wear her clothes or do something like that correct on my own time like she you know she wasn't present oh right, so right, right. she would go and you were left alone correct correct you know it's not like she knew that i was doing that but my mother knew that you were gay correct that i was gay growing up it's just you and your mom i have an older brother so he's three years older than me i'm 33 brother always knew he was gonna have he was gonna have a, a gay brother because i mean i never wanted to play with him um <laughs> you know he wanted to play cars and things of that nature and I'm, I'm over here playing with the with the paper dolls your brother when did he find out that you didn't feel like you were in the right body like about about the same time it was like you know in the in, in the in the time where i was graduating middle school and you know going into high school that's where everything started changing rapidly so everybody found out at the same time i i made sure of that and they took and they took care of you they were fine with it later. like you know no, they were going through it but at right. the same time they, they were careful with you well or? no not my not my brother my brother now he uh, it's, it's kind of like I, I gave him tough love because i actually had to teach my brother how to respect me and and, and how to love me as a transgender woman now he is getting used to the idea of actually having a sister. So when you wanted to take hormones, before you did that and finding your doctor, what were your... Well, actually, no. I It wasn't a doctor. Um, I actually didn't start taking hormones the legal way, um, which a lot of us transgender women do. We, we, don't, we don't take hormones the legal way when we first started. How does that work? How do you, how do you get it? And, uh, and what, what is that process like? I want to say about a year after, like, you know, I started going and in, getting into the club illegally, um, <laughs> like most of us. You know, I met a few transgender girls and, you know, they they introduced me to the hormone. Um, the hormone that I that I started taking when I was, you know, when I was at that age, it was Peluta. It's actually a Mexican. Um, I don't know if it's a birth control or it, it's it's to produce um, estrogen or something like that in the I, how did you feel when you first started taking them? Were oh you nervous? God. Were you scared? <laughs> Definitely scared. Um, you know, it, it does change your mentality. Um, your body starts, you, you know, you start seeing transformation. Um, what were the first things you saw? Once again, I can only speak from my experience. Like, I felt like my breast was burning. Like, if you literally um, was holding a lighter um, on my nipples. <laughs> Wow. Yes. And, and and this is, you know, it takes a lot of courage to take pills that someone just gives you. And without even a doctor or, or feeling safe in that sense, you were just not thinking at that time, at that age of all that. Honestly, you're not thinking about any, you know, any precautions at that time. You just like I, my mentality. And that that's why I wanted to share my story with, you know, with other transgender girls. So if they are listening to this and at that time. 
I just wanted to transition and I wanted to be, I wanted to look like a woman. Um, and I, and I guess I, I kind of rushed my process and along the way I, I made a lot of mistakes. I was not thinking clearly of the damage that taking illegal hormone, what could it have done to me? Like, you know, there's a lot of things that can go wrong. Um, you can get uh, liver disease. Uh, it can mess up with your kidneys, um, which right now I, you know, I'm, I'm suffering from kidney stones. I've taken a break. Um, I have not taken hormones for a year. I want to take a break from it and, and, and kind of come back to it because, like I said, um, those hormones, estrogen does have a lot of side effects. And if you take, into, you know, if you take too much, it can damage your liver or, or your kidneys. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I think, you know, health is more important. Absolutely. I feel like when you, when you get to a certain level of how you want to look and, you know, if you feel comfortable with your appearance... You don't necessarily have to continue, you know, taking hormones every, you know, every month Mm -hmm. um, if you're comfortable with how your transition is going. But like I said, the dosage is very important. And a lot of a lot of transgender continue to get illegal hormones. And that's that's where the mistakes start. It does affect your mental health. Um, you, you, You know, you can how can I put it? You can hallucinate, you know, it's like, I, I, I know a few girls that are not doing well because, you know, you mixing hormones with, um, antidepressant pills, drugs, I mean, other drugs and, and things of that nature. So yes, it can, it can mess up with your mind. Tell me a little bit about society and the struggle that you go through on a day to day. Well, I mean, on the day to day, you know, you always going to have that one person that noticed a transgender woman. Um, you know, you, you might have people look at you differently. You might have someone be rude to you. Just be ignorant. What's an experience that you remember that, that you went through that? I, I, I think I was coming out of, I think it was Kmart. <laughs> like a group of guys, um, chased me as I was walking out and just started calling me faggot. And... All I could think of is like, oh my God, just hurry up, get your cart, and just leave. Um, I honestly thought they were going to like jump, like, you know, jump me and and stop hitting me or something. So you can see how ignorant people could be and and malicious. And also, I do want to say in our era now, in our time, gay men are not protecting trans women the way that they should in what sense what sense would you say that they're not protecting well um for once they they you know they make fun of transgender people and when you know transgender people were the ones who were fighting for a gay you know for for everyone's right this is the first well none of my friends do that so i i and i haven't experienced or seen that you know we're on the same side correct correct what's a message you have for them if they're listening right now don't don't make fun of someone because of what they look like or of maybe how they dress because you don't know what that person might be going through. And so there's something going on right now that's uh, pretty serious with the community or has been going on for a while. Tell us about the statistics of what's going on with uh, deaths. Well, right now in, in along in the United States alone, um, we have about 14 
trans black african-american um trans woman has been murdered um 14 since what january 2019 correct uh about uh, last year we had i believe it was 26 or 28 around wow. there um and you know the year is not even over we need to find justice for all um all of the cases that have not been solved just yet i say watch your surrounding um don't put yourself in a situation you feel like you're in danger if you're meeting if you're meeting someone offered an app or you know someone that you never met before make sure that that individual knows who you are you know you also want to make sure you meet someone that you never met before in a public space space first before you invited them into your home and if you are going to invite them into your home my advice to you is never say you're alone right now tell us you have a boyfriend you you you're single what's going on <laughs> I don't really want to talk about my personal life, but um, I'm not. Now you tell me this. No, go. <laughs> I'm not single. Um, I, I I am with someone, and you know I have been with with Prince Charming since 2008. Eight. It's a week, a day, like in the life of of Taina. Well, um. I'm a makeup artist. I work I work for Chanel. I do makeup. And also, I just started a new job that I'm very excited um, with Mom365. It's, it's a company that technically hires uh, photographers. So we, we work in the maternity floor. So we take baby pictures. Oh, um, that's adorable. Oh, thank you. It is, a, it is adorable. It's a very... Um, good feeling job you know for how did you find the job online how difficult is it to get a job for transgender by the way um i don't think it's difficult because you know i, I always kept a daytime job however i must say a lot of us transgender women and the only reason why i'm saying this is because i include myself in that category we have the fear of not being accepted you know, in the corporate world. Um, and when I say that, I, I mean, you, you know, we feel like we have to look a certain way for the corporate world to accept us. And that's not true. I must say that my first, my, my first um, call center job, I did have a little issue where um, they didn't want me to go into the female bathroom because of my what my ID said. It says the M and didn't say the F. So, um, got it. I I did had a little issue there, but it got straightened out, and um, I sure did went to the female bathroom. So now, congratulations are in the works because you are about to represent Florida. Tell us a little bit about how and why. Well, I'm gonna be representing Florida as Miss Trans Florida. Um, it. And that I'm going to be going to a national pageant. The pageant's name is Miss Trans USA. It's going to be held in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, September 21st. Um, it's just like Miss Universe. Um, we have interview. We have swimsuit. We have state costume. We have evening gown. You know, you have your top five question and answer, and you have your winner, which hopefully is going to be Miss Trans Florida. We are at the competition in... I'm going to ask you a question, and this is and you have to answer just like if you were on that stage. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. What do you think about the current state of the United States of America, the government, and what it's doing? 
Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and my most distinguished panel of judges. My name is Taina Norell, Miss Trans Florida. What do I think about the current administration? I, I think that the current administration right now that we're under, it's spreading hate when we should be practicing more love. If you were running the United States of America, what is the first thing you would do? <laughs> Why are you asking me this? Because I'm preparing you for the pageant. Looking back all these years and all your knowledge and everything you've learned, what would you tell your 16-year-old self if she was in front of you? To enjoy it enjoy your childhood um i feel like at 16 you, you know you still you're still growing up um focus on finishing school um and, and not to try to speed up the transition or the process um just take your time very nice thank you so much for being on the pod is there any advice you want to give out there to anyone that, that's thinking about transitioning transitioning, and are scared or don't know what to do? Anything you want to tell them? Do your research. Um, don't, don't be afraid to reach out to, to a transgender um, that might be a little bit more further down the transition. Um, because you know, you can ask a lot of questions and, and, and get those answers that you might be looking for and don't practice hate, practice love. That's right. Thank you so much for sharing your amazing story that I'm sure that anybody listening out there will be educated and those that are going through it will learn and be a little bit more braver because of you. Thank you for having me. And I'm so excited. Don't, don't fall, fall off the pie. For more on Pod With Me, you can go to alexjaguiar.com. Thanks for listening, and don't fall off the pod. Ready.